Hello, everybody. Welcome into the NBA front office show. We've got some news and notes around the NBA to discuss. As, as you can see, I'm using my Lakers background today. Didn't quite have time to change it over to the NBA front office show. So podcast listeners, everything is just the same to you. But viewers, you'll have to spare me a little bit just because I didn't have a moment to switch things over. Keith, happy Halloween, man. I guess that's really where we should start with this. Yeah, happy Halloween. And Trevor's lying. He's just back in one win That's by the it. Lakers, and he's back back in front of the Lakers background again. So we 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 know how it is. We 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 get it. I we, we all see. What can I, I'm a front runner. Yeah, what can yeah I man. Say? Happy Halloween. What is uh? Do you guys are you guys doing like a family costume or do you just 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 the kiddo? No, we don't do. We're not doing family costumes. Just the kid is is doing a, a costume. We're gonna walk around with her, do a little bit of trick or treating, that sort of thing. But I will say, my wife did just order family Christmas costumes, and I'm regretting or Christmas pajamas. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. And uh, I'm regretting oh, saying, yeah. "Whoa, honey, whatever you want, just get anything." We will be Buddy the Elf this year. All nice. three of us. We so we did Christmas pajamas two years ago that were uh, my wife and daughter were elves and I was Santa. Uh. And my wife, uh, they made cookies for Santa, obviously, when he was coming to the house that night. And uh, she snapped a picture of me eating a cookie while in the Santa PJs. And it's like her most favorite thing <laughs> in the world. And that's what I am threatened with showing up on social media on a uh, regular basis so but yeah no uh, all right so enjoy the trick-or-treating because we got informed uh, this year that ours is it's not our thing anymore. oh she's she's now too cool too for cool. it so she's super psyched to hand out uh stuff and for those who are listening to this you'll probably have already seen it if you follow me on twitter i will put pictures up of the pumpkins they have spent the last couple days carving pumpkins uh all marvel pumpkins Ooh, this year and they, they look see those. pretty awesome yeah if you've seen in the years before my wife uh she is uh quite the uh expert pumpkin carver so uh so those will go up a little bit later tonight when it gets dark out but yeah let's talk some basketball. let's do it uh let's start with bradley beal the wizards off to a really nice start five and one on the season uh, including a, a couple of games here with your Boston Celtics, some that were, were... first time in 16 years yeah. that they've been five. Pretty impressive stuff from them. They've, they've looked good. We talked about yep. this on a previous show about their switching defense and how good their perimeter defenders have been doing in terms of just kind of shutting down some actions and protecting Montrezl Harrell, who's in there for Daniel Gafford. But Bradley Beal said that he wants to stay in Washington and win. Now, obviously, that's the qualifier and win suggest that if they were not winning, maybe things would change there. But we know potentially heading into free agency next offseason, a lot of teams around the NBA were kind of monitoring this situation, including the Philadelphia 76ers, who were hoping to try to work out a Ben Simmons trade if Bradley Beal eventually asked out. But right now, things are going well in Washington, and it doesn't sound like Bradley Beal is preparing to go anywhere. Yeah, it, you can only take these guys at face value of what they say is uh, Bradley Beal, Damian Lillard, both. I don't want to go anywhere. Yeah. Part of this too, it continues to put pressure on the organization, get the right players around us. We'll, we'll win. And so far that's working out pretty good in Washington. Uh, your guy, Kyle Kuzma, the rebound yeah. machine. Uh, I didn't, didn't, didn't know he quite had that in him as far as being a rebounder. So that's a, uh, you know, good to see. And he made some big buckets last night. Celtics played their second double overtime game in six games. They've now played five overtime periods okay. in their first six games of the season. So it's funny because there's a lot of panic in Celtics nation right now because they're, you know, they're two 
and four. They 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 didn't play so well. Some of it was deserved because they started bringing up issues of not playing with effort, which is one scary mm-hmm. this early in the season. Two uh, worrisome because that was a big storyline last year. But to the point of what Jalen Brown and Josh Richardson tried to hammer home is they're close. Yeah. They're they're like you know a couple couple things go a different way. They probably they they could be sitting there four and two or maybe even five and one. And last night. They shot two for 26 yeah. on three-pointers. They missed their first uh, 20 of them. Couldn't go down. They didn't drop their first one in. So you make a couple three-pointers, and that game doesn't even get to right. over time. So, yeah, but back to the Wizards and uh, Beal. So just, I think, kind of, um, I'm not taking him off the market as a free agent, mm-hmm. clearly, because he's uh, he's got, one, he's got a player option. We know he's going to opt out because that's the only way he can make more money. Um, but... What I will say is I was doing this work this morning, actually, is uh, we're going to talk about the rookie scale team options that have been picked up. Next year's free agent class is awful. I mean, it is awful, especially if we take Beal out of the mix, Beal staying with the Wizards. And then if we at all look at, all right, well, Zach Levine may probably going to stay with the Bulls if they're also playing quite well and if they continue to play well. Uh, He's not going anywhere. It is bad. Man, it is really, really bad. Uh, it, it's it's last year didn't look good, and this year is way, way worse. I mean, just means more trades, though. It means teams are going to have to find alternative Hopefully. routes in order to improve, and that's going to mean more activity yep. on the trade market. But yeah, free agent class not looking good. And it could mean more activity at the trade deadline, yes. too, because you could have teams saying, hey, let's get the jump on this now. If we're going to trade for this guy over the summer, let's get him now and get a couple extra months out of this guy, whether that's uh, to aid in a playoff push, title push, or just get him here, get him mm-hmm. incorporated in our system and go. But, but yeah, it's uh, with Miles Bridges uh, reportedly turned down four years, 60 mm-hmm. million. Well done, yeah. Miles Bridges, because I, th- He's gonna get more <laughs> I think than that. Uh, you 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 may be the uh, premier actual free agent left out there. And, of course, he's restricted, so the Hornets could match anything. But, but uh, yeah. yeah, and he's also so, been really good. Getting a little far afield um, a few months ahead uh, on that, but I was just doing a little bit of free agent work, and it tied back to Bradley Beal. So uh, we'll, uh, now, now we'll return back to uh, more timely programming. Well, you know, this is unfortunate news here. Patrick Williams out for the season now with a wrist injury. Some hope that maybe he can make it back for playoff time, but this is a big blow for the Chicago Bulls. He was one of, if not the best defender in their starting five, somebody that they were going to lean on a little, a lot to do uh, a lot of the glue, glue guy type stuff, just dirty work, get in there, play defense, rebound, hustle, do all that stuff that you have to have that on a team like the Chicago Bulls, where you've got scoring, you've got guys who can create, but you need guys who can do all the other things. And Patrick Williams was that now he's out, Again, maybe back for the playoffs. Tough blow for the Bulls, though. Looks like the minutes are probably going to go to Javante Green, who's who started for the Bulls last night. Uh, Keith, how big of a deal is this? Like, how how big of a blow is this to the Chicago Bulls over the course of the season? Yeah, huge, because uh, for all the reasons you mentioned, he's their best uh, defender. Uh, without a doubt, he he's somebody who allows them to uh, play DeRozan and Levine together uh, because then you can get enough defense on the floor with him and Lonzo Ball. Uh, but now you're going to have to go a different direction. Javante Green's a guy who plays very hard. I'm very familiar mm-hmm. with him because he started his NBA career with the Celtics. Uh, plays very hard. He's a super athlete, but he's just not that big. He's only about six foot four. Uh, where Williams is a legit six seven, six eight, or so. Um, Green's not a great ball handler. He's just he's he's a cutter. He's a guy who's going to get stuff off of hustle plays and by running the floor. Uh, Derek Jones Jr. 
Yes. Uh, I almost said reemerged, but kind of emerged in the rotation. He's barely played uh, early this season and he kind of got back in there. So I think he probably sees an uptick now, um, along with maybe Troy Brown Jr. Uh, those two guys, I think, could, could be the ones who also benefit uh, from this with Patrick Williams. But this is a Bulls team that they're probably Achilles' heel is their depth. Uh, they really only go about about six or seven guys right. deep, uh, you know, with uh, Williams. So that that's pretty tough. Now Kobe White will get back. That'll probably help out some, but 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 we'll see. And they're they're not a team that's overly well positioned to make trades unless they were to use like Jones's mm-hmm. salary as the major matching piece. And maybe Kobe White, you could see, uh, put those two guys together because. What's White's future in Chicago with uh, Ball and Crusoe there? Maybe that's that's another guy you could move. But yeah, that's a big major loss uh, for the Bulls, who are I, I want to say yeah, I have this right. I think there's like four or five teams in the East that are five and one um, that that have started out. It's the the Bulls, the Wizards, the Knicks, and gosh, I'm missing uh, Miami. Heat. I'm looking it up. Uh, yeah, Knicks, Wizards, Bulls, and Heat are the four teams right now that are, that oh, are five indeed and five and yeah. one. In the Western Conference, you have the Warriors are the only team that's five and one. Yeah, so that's uh that that's really uh, pretty pretty interesting, right? That way they uh you know um just they're they're right there. It's just injuries are you know a crap part of it, and this is uh this one's just really really rough. Yeah, yeah, that's it's a unfortunate, especially for such a young player and everything. So hopefully he does heal up, and we do see him back for the playoffs, but. Again, rough blow for the Chicago Bulls and for Patrick Williams. Yeah. Uh, another Eastern Conference team, the Toronto Raptors, haven't been seeing very much of Gordon Dragic. He's only averaging a little over 15 minutes per game and has gotten a DNP coach's decision in the last two games. But according to reports, this has not increased the likelihood of the Raptors buying him out. Usually that's kind of the buzz that starts to circulate. If a player's not getting a lot of minutes, they're a veteran player, buy them out, get them somewhere where they can actually be used. But the Raptors up to this point are not interested in doing that. Long way to go, though, up until the bio market really heats up. So we are nowhere near any kind of a deadline or anything like that. But just interesting that right on the heels of him not playing in two games, that's the first word out is that, hey, we're still not considering buying him out right now. Yeah, and he he was replaced, I want to say, in maybe the second game of the year. I think it was against Boston. Uh, Gary Trent Jr. moved into the starting spot, which that was kind of always what we expected, uh, and that Dragic would be the, the third guard in that group with Trent and Van Vliet. But then uh, Delano Banton, has just kind of come out of nowhere. Uh, second round pick. He's huge. He's six foot nine, um, but he's really playing those backup point guard minutes for for this uh, Raptors team. Now, we see this a lot. These young guys get a jump. They're out there early. The other teams don't really have a lot of lot of film mm-hmm. on them. Don't really have a book on them, and then they they kind of disappear as the season goes along. Uh, so maybe that's how Dragic works out. But I always think back to right. It was really happy. Uh, to to begin with, um, it was very clear that he wanted a buyout um, yeah. the day he got there, and now we'll we'll see. And if he's not going to play, it's funny because I had one one friend of mine said, you know, I feel bad for the guy because he can clearly still play, but they they just don't want to play him, so they should let him go. And I was like, I, I do and I don't because his contract was always set up to do one of two things: either it's going to be declined so that the Heat could create cap space, or he was going to be used as a trade chip. Yeah. It was never say he was never going to play for the heat at $19 million plus this year. It just wasn't going to be a thing. So yeah, so something to keep an eye on for a Toronto team. That's, that's 
I think probably performed a little bit better than expected uh, early on. Uh, mostly, man, Scotty Barnes, kid can play. But yeah, he he's been he's been very good. And you know, if Dragic does get bought out, he'll have interest from teams around the NBA. The Mavs have long been linked to him, but oh, yeah. we'll see what winds up happening here. Anybody but, who needs a point guard, absolutely. We'll yeah. see if it winds up happening. But uh, going from an older player to one of the youngest players, Cade Cunningham, number one pick, made his debut for the Detroit Pistons, and he was excellent. No, he was not. He was not. He was not good yeah. in his de- debut for Lost, the Detroit Pistons. Calling it now. No. Terrible. He's awful. Yeah. No, just. You know, Skip, yeah, is that was... you? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. One yeah. game nope, in. He's not here. That was my Halloween costume. Oh, is it? Yeah, we'll say that. That's a know. pretty good one. I, I would like have it. to say about a thousand more inflammatory things. And <laughs> nobody left watching or listening by then. All so. of the hot takes. Uh, yeah, just a rough debut. Yeah. You know. For him, what, what, hey, two points on one of eight, yep. was it? Yep, one of eight, oh, uh, five from three. Field. Yeah. I My big thing with the Pistons is it, it, this is not a Kate Cunningham thing because I think he's going to be awesome. Yeah. Um, I think he's going to be really, really good. I just, him and Killian Hayes, nah, that's not, I don't think that no. works. Um, it's, it, that, that lineup's just very light on shooting. Um, that, that, that's probably what worries me the most. Uh, they, they, while they played the starters kind of struggled against Orlando last night. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not doing the full recap show to today here, but we just want to touch on this one. And then the bench came in and, uh, really took control. Corey Joseph and Kelly Olenek, yeah. uh, the Canadian duo there for, for the Pistons, uh, dominated as they, they put, put the magic away, uh, in the fourth quarter. So yeah, it's, uh, Hey, Kate Cunningham is going to be really good. There's just some weird lineup stuff with, with the Pistons that's going to, I think, hold them back. Yeah, Cade Cunningham and Killian Hayes combined one for nine from deep in that one. Tiny sample size, of course, just one game. Long way to go for him, but was not a great debut in this one. Uh, we've got a bunch of player options that got picked up. None that were very surprising. But, Keith, how do you want to run through these? Because there's a, a handful of them here. We'll just list them off, and then then we'll dive yeah, into whichever ones can... are interested. Yeah, I think we could kind of run through them. Um, well, maybe what the best thing to do is, so we don't put everybody to sleep, is what, what it is, is these are guys from the 2019 and 2020 draft classes. These are their their third and fourth year rookie scale options. We've said it before, but worth reminding, is these have to be picked up a year in advance. So these are for the 22-23 season. Uh, so every rookie scale first round player, uh, the way their contracts are structured is guaranteed year one, guaranteed year two, team option year three, team option year four, and then restricted free agency in year five. Um, or they reach an extension or whatever. Um, So with these guys, rather than going through the whole list, uh, I think we can cherry pick a few interesting decisions um, and go, well, let's start with just because it's the one I've opened on the basketball reference page um, is the 2019 class because um, this, this one's a little bit more interesting. So the number six overall pick, Jarrett Culver uh, reporting is will not have his option picked up by the Memphis. Not a surprise. No real surprise. Yeah, he struggled. He's not part of the rotation there. He's part of a salary. I hate to call it salary yeah. dump because it wasn't really that, but a salary moving trade uh, with the Minnesota Timberwolves earlier this offseason. Uh, I think the hope was he would have like a Josh Jackson kind of mm-hmm. uh, resurgence in Memphis. Um, maybe it'll still happen, but hasn't yet. But through 98 games, so starting to get towards a you know decent amount of understanding of whether a guy can play or not. 
40% from the field and 28% from three. Just not, not good enough. Good enough. Uh, yeah, no, not going to be good enough at all. Uh, free throw percentage too, only fifty percent. I mean, very minimal, mm-hmm. uh, you know, stuff there. But yeah, so so his, his options aren't going to be picked up. Then we go get down to Sekou Demboya. We already talked about that. He was bounced around from the Pistons to the Nets. Ultimately, now with the Lakers two-way. on a two way. A um, couple people have asked you know, what's going on with Jumo Kiki. He was not signed uh, to his rookie scale deal till last year, so he's he's uh, had his third year option. Uh, or he'll have his option rather do uh, ne- next season because mm-hmm. he, he signed a year behind uh, these guys, or I guess he had his third year, not his fourth year um, done. So uh, I keep moving down the list here. Lucas Amonich was waived by the Spurs. He's now with the Knicks on a two way. Um, and we get down to uh, Fiondu Kamigale, Um waived traded a couple times uh right now currently not in the league uh, i think he's going to be playing with houston's g league team everybody else has been picked mm-hmm. up or very likely will be picked up the only ones that are still outstanding there's four guys for the celtics uh romeo Langford, aaron neesmith peyton pritchard grant williams uh kevin porter of the rockets and then the phoenix suns with um jalen smith and cam johnson the expectation is all of those guys will be picked up Jalen Smith's the one who there's a little bit of a question on. So let's go to the next the, the next class. Yeah. Everybody from the 2020 draft class has had their options uh, exercised um, or very likely will, except for Jalen Smith. We'll see. Um, if not, what a blown pick that yeah. was by the Suns. Because uh, two picks later, Tyrese Halberton. Whoops. Went. So, yeah, that, that was a uh, mistake. And then. Yeah, we could cherry pick a few more names a little bit further down in the draft. Uh, and then the only other guy, because, um, again, he only signed this offseason is Leandro Balmaro, uh, signed a year late. He stayed an extra year overseas. But everybody else. So it's uh, not not uh, entirely unheard of for an entire class uh, that to have uh, eligible options yeah. picked up uh, in a year. But, um, but yeah, if, if Smith does get picked up, going. 29 for 29 of eligible guys. That's that's not bad. At least says teams didn't miss all that bad on these. Yeah, picks. I mean, look, I mean, it tells you a good thing about the that draft class. Tells you good things about the the NBA, their scouting and all of that. Uh, Jalen Smith, what would that option come in at? I mean, because the Suns are, have been getting accused of being cheap, and you know the whole situation with DeAndre Ayton and everything. No, I mean. What you don't? I say. know, right? Like that's that's I know, <laughs> I know. It's, it's out there. Four point six seven million. I mean, in my mind, you've got to pick that up just to just to give yourself the chance to be right, right? Just to just yep. to give yourself a shot at. Okay, hey, we didn't blow this pick. Maybe there really is something here. It just takes a little time for for bigs to develop. Sometimes I'm a little bit surprised that that's not picked up yep. at this point. So general prevailing thought from folks within the NBA is you do not decline a third year contract option, rookie scale option, unless the player is either hurt or shows no signs of ever being good. Um, Like they just, you know, showed up and they can't, you know, dribble without looking at the ball or they kick it off their foot or they just, just don't care or whatever. I'm picturing Stanley from the office right now. Right. Yeah. That's probably it. Yeah. We're doing one of these. Yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and Michael, no, no, God, no. Um, why? Or whatever he says. Yeah. Come on. I love that episode. Classic yes. episode. Um, but yeah, that's your, you don't do that fourth year. 
Yeah, all right. If you're not, if you're thinking you're not going to resign the guy, mm-hmm. he's not part of it. That gets a little bit more tenable there. But to decline a third year, you're, you're really owning our. We blew this pick because you've only seen a year and a month right. of the player. So and uh, last year was a weird year. So you've you know you're not even you're only just now getting to a full year of having this guy around. So yeah, it, it can be tough. So let's see what the Suns do. Yeah. Um, I I have my doubts that they will make the right decision on this one. Although if James Jones is making the decision, I feel a lot better about it because I think he's done generally a pretty good Mm job of putting that team together. So, but if it's, there's a mandate from on high, then I mean, I mean, I understand like he's behind JaVale McGee and Deandre Ayton right now, you know, I mean, he's the third big, but still, still give yourself a chance to be right with your draft pick and believe in what you saw, even if there's been some rough going early on but anyway keith uh is there anything else that we need to get to today before we head off and eat too much candy <laughs> yeah yeah remember if you're a parent it's your job that's is right. to check all that candy and a, make the kid pay the, quality control the, the candy tax um no i i guess the only thing that's that's kind of fun right now is this year's rookie class boy it looks yes. good like, Evan Mobley, my play. goodness they are yeah, I mean, Evan Mobley's already one of my favorite players in the league. Jalen Suggs is starting mm-hmm. to figure some stuff out. Uh, you go further down in the draft, Chris Duarte, you know, looks like he, he's a guy who's going to be a long-term guy. Davian Mitchell, we've yep. talked about Franz Wagner, Trey Murphy from day one. Uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of guys who can play in this draft class, so I'm really excited to watch these guys, the remainder of it. Let me, let me just because it'll be huh? fun. Who's the lone 2021 first-round pick who hasn't played yet? 2021 first-round pick who has not played. And he's yet. not a draft and stash. There weren't any of those and this year. Not a draft and stash. I'm trying to think. Is there somebody who's injured? I mean, Cade Cunningham just he made his debut. Injured. Yeah, Cade Cunningham was number 29 to play. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, who is it that's that's hurt right Keon now? Keon Johnson. Okay. Of the Clippers. That's who it is. Yeah. He's the only guy who hasn't played yet because Jonathan Kaminga also made his debut last okay. night. Uh, he played uh, less fanfare than maybe Cade uh, uh, Cunningham. He only played six minutes at the end of a blowout. Uh, interesting thing out of the second round, uh-huh. though, Herb Jones. Already 176 minutes over seven games. Uh, playing a lot for the that Pelicans uh, starting now. Um, probably already the Pelicans' best defensive player, too. Yep. So, uh, just now if they fun early rookie stuff, they can just get Zion back. (laughs) Yeah, that might help. uh, It wouldn't talk about that. Zion, (laughs) did you see the clip? No, I didn't. No, I'm, I'm... Oh, it was a clip of Zion. It's only, it's probably about 10 seconds long. He's doing some shuffle drills back and forth across the lane. Uh, I'd be, um, I wouldn't be surprised if people thought it was the uh, late tractor trailer oh, uh, back boy. out there or uh, as one as a friend of mine put it on Twitter I thought Escalade from the oh, my next goodness. door passed away he looks pretty big some people were talking uh, about that that he had been he'd been I've been yeah, seeing that going around people concerned about how much weight he's put on yeah that looks pretty ooh. big it's um oh now there's a lot of people also yelling about how he looked like he was really huffing and puffing and like all he was doing was shuffling we don't know what he'd been doing exactly, yeah. that. So I don't that can be the end of a two hour workout. Like you don't know. Exactly. Exactly. But he, he's definitely, uh, 
enjoyed maybe a few too many of those Doritos while f- filming those Mountain Dew commercials. Uh-huh. Well, Mr. Hopefully, there. hopefully, hopefully he's. And now I have the hiccups. <laughs> you got all fired up about Zion. Over Zion. <laughs> hopefully he's able to come back and uh, and play his way into shape. I mean, we've seen it before. Shaq used to do it all the time. So hopefully sure. Zion yeah. can get back in, play his way into shape. Look, if Nikola Jokic can do it, Zion, you can do it yep. too. And we're not going to sound the Simmons siren, but he is practicing. Mm-hmm. Uh, been there multiple days in a row now. Might, might so. he play? That'll be interesting to watch if he does play in Philadelphia. What does that sound like in the arena? I'm sure we'll Let's see. we'll we'll hear it yep. from around the country. The booze. <laughs> oh, without yep. a doubt. <laughs> All right, everybody. That about wraps things up for our quick hit around the NBA, talking about a lot of the different news that's going on right now. But let us know in the comments down below your thoughts on any of these stories, anything else going on in the league. And make sure you do subscribe to the NBA Front Office YouTube channel. Make sure you turn on those notifications as well. Till next time, everybody, stay safe out there. Have a very happy Halloween and see ya.